I mean, of all the songs on that Shane and Shane record, that's that's my favorite. Good morning. It's Rise and Stein. It's Victory 91.5. Our general manager, Ray Haynes, is here. And Ray picks all the music and prays over all the music. When you heard that CD, goodness, it mm. blew me away. I, you know, I just... Uh, you know, they had released, <laughs> they must have released like 100 albums last year. <laughs> they went through this thing of helping worship leaders. And so they literally re-recorded everybody's music in the world. So I was going, come on, do your own stuff again. And then they went through the Psalms, mm -hmm. and then they did this live album. So I had a much lower expectation. <laughs> so, you know, whenever you have that really low expectation, somebody just hits it out of the park. Oh, yeah. You know, my goodness, that, that's probably the album of the year. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, the reason Ray is here, remember, just before Easter, Ray came in and taught on Passover. Exactly one month ago. One month ago. Today is Pesach Sheni. <laughs> what a cool name, huh? And, and it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, but I had to look it up because I, <laughs> I, I did not know anything about Second Passover. Growing up Jewish, we had Passover. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. We knew that we were going to be taking peanut butter and jelly on matzah to school for eight days. <laughs> and that's really all it was. <laughs> but I have learned Where's so I have learned so much with you coming in and teaching on the feasts. Today will be an eye opener because we know nothing about this second Passover. You know, I have never taught on it. Uh, this last Passover, we we taught we had four Passovers. We looked at through history four significant Passovers, and one of them was Second Passover, and that's the first time I ever really uh, delved into it. Mm -hmm. And every year is different. I promise you, every year is different. This year is you know five seven seven seven, so it has to do with the God of War, and and this particular story, Second Passover. Passover is when he died for us. You know, that's mm. the cross, all right? So that's that's the greatest war there ever was. Mm -hmm. He destroyed sin and death. He mm -hmm. just destroyed yep. your enemy. Right. So second Passover is such an unusual thing. I ain't done yet. Even if it's finished, <laughs> wasn't finished for him. Because he, he knew so many of us could get stuck in stupid. He knew so many of us would, would listen to that condemning voice of the devil. Or we would just go so far... And not turn back. Every, we, you know, it is so easy to get a prodigal heart. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what's, what's really sweet is watching David for these years because he came to the Lord late in life. But, you know, I came to the Lord when I was 15. You know, so for me, all the failures have been as a Christian. You know, you know, you know, you know there's no looking back when you had a reason to be stupid. You know, this is harder when you're in most of your life where you fail. You know, it was intentional. You had to choose to fail. Mm. You know, you don't have that excuse. So for a lot of Christians, if you grew up in church and the, that whole process, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a different thing. So second Passover has uh, a neat appeal, but, but it's not for everybody. It really speaks to those who have very specific issue in their life mm. and have, have gone what they think is too far. And yet there's, if you ever wonder, have you, got, have you gone too far? The easy answer to that is if you're wondering, no. The answer is no. When you stop wondering, you've probably gone too far. Mm. But in this situation, someone came to Moses and said, what do we do? And Moses went to God and said, here's what you do. And so that became second Passover. So 
let me introduce this a couple ways. There was a, a Roman philosopher in the time of Jesus, just after the time of Jesus. Some people believe that he was led to the Lord by Paul in, when he was in prison in Rome, but there's no specific evidence of it. But mm -hmm. he's a pretty cool guy anyways. His name was Seneca. And he has a great quote. says, don't stumble over something behind you. Mm. Don't stumble over something behind you. Mm. Now think about that. Mm. Chew on that this morning because wow. if there's like a, the quote of the morning, that's probably summarizes second Passover. Wow. Don't stumble over mm. something behind you. And how many people could raise your hand and say, yep, I, I've done that before. Is You know, the stupidest thing in the world is to let something behind you become the thing that destroys you. Mm. Repentance has amazing wow. power. Forgiveness has amazing power, but if you don't take it, there it is. So let me share a couple stories real quick. And um, they're both true stories. One just recently, she, uh, young lady, she sat by herself with her little earbuds in. Her old body was just shaking as she cried. And it seemed like nobody else noticed. You know, you're in that room and everybody's around, but you're all alone. And she definitely needed comfort, but she clearly wanted to be alone. And before long, she was gone. The you know, opportunity was gone to even minister. But a few weeks passed, and she was back. And several people asked her where she'd been, and she said nothing at first. Then I had an abortion. I didn't want to say anything because I know you guys would have opinions about that. And then she explained herself. She said, my boyfriend paid for it. I didn't have any choice. I have so many debts, and I'm not making any money. I thought about it for three weeks and made up my mind. She went to the clinic, and they gave her pills to take, and then she just waited. They said she wouldn't even see it when it happened. It would literally be gone in a flush. But that is not what happened for her. And as she began to share the story, this is where the tears began. She said, I held into my hands. His heart was beating. And then the tears just turned to sobs. She said, I sat there watching its heartbeat and then it stopped I didn't know what to do and now I can't forgive myself now you can hopefully imagine now that little baby obviously is in the arms of Jesus but that young lady is, is far far from God and that's the reason she couldn't stop weeping or shaking one of the ones that she thought would condemn her, ask her, you know God loves you. And she nodded slowly and her tears fell to the floor as if she wanted to believe that if God was real, he could find a way to still love her. And that could mean there was a way back from this place. Mm. But she couldn't quite accept that it was possible. And there are few words that can actually penetrate an overwhelmed heart. And there are just obviously never enough tears to wash away the stains that really matter in our life. And so this young lady, second Passover, is built for her. Mm. It's about dealing with death. When you touch it, it changes you, and you can't fix it. When you lose someone, and you take a life, or maybe someone kills something within you, not just hurts you or even devastates you, but a part of you dies. Mm. That's what second Passover is about. A second story I want to share is somebody I've known for a number of years, and I met him when his scars had healed and God was real to him. He had a joy that just uh, 
didn't seem at home at all with his past. By goodness, I've never met anyone with the stories that uh, of just absolute tragedy, one right after the other. And uh, he had absolutely no fond memories of his childhood, not even one. His father sold him to groups of men in really dark, foul places. Mm -hmm. They could do anything to him that they wanted, and his father told them so, uh, including if he died. It didn't matter. The memories reached back decades, and he just went on, and they were just so fresh with details as if they happened last week, he could tell you a million stories, and they were all true. Sometimes his father would promise him they were going somewhere special, his hopes would soar, but eventually the road would lead to a shadowy place where very cruel men were waiting. And he knew his father didn't love him. His father told him so. By the time he escaped from his father's abuse, he was selling himself to men. And his journey just grew darker by the day. There was never any hope in sight for him, ever. But still, love was following him. And healing was pursuing him. Mm. Now, in his case, he came to the Lord, and he grew up, married, has children, and he has become a mighty man of God. God restored. I don't believe his father ever came to the Lord, but uh, his world changed dramatically, and God was able to use him. So in that case, death was, was what was crushing on him. It was just crushing, and it pushed him far away. So sometimes it's about death, and sometimes it's about your journey. Your journey takes you so far away, which you feel like is away from God, and you don't feel like there's any hope. Well, obviously, chances are you probably never heard a second Passover. Most calendars note when Passover arrives, so we can remember when the lamb was slain and the Israelites went free. But it's always so, obviously, when Jesus was crucified as the Lamb of God so that mankind could be set free from sin. But calendars, I've never seen one that actually mentions second Passover, but it occurs every year. One month, exactly one month after Passover. Uh, as David mentioned in Hebrew, it's uh, Pesach uh, Shani. This year it begins in the evening tonight and goes through tomorrow night. It's this obscure, grace-filled festival established by God for those who travel down a road of death or pain and loss. And you're all alone in a crowd, seriously. Life has left you ineligible to take part in the things that matter most. And you mm. can identify with that because that's who you feel like you are. Mm. God has placed a road sign on this very dark road to nowhere that whispers, it's never too late. The second Passover occurs because it opens the door to what's called teshuva, the power of return. Mm -hmm. Teshuva is often translated as repentance, but it is a whole lot more than that. It's not just changing behaviors or receiving forgiveness. It is actually the power to go back in time and redefine the past. And hear that. The ability to redefine the past. Mm -hmm. You can't change the past, but you can redefine it. Wow. It's when God climbs down into the deepest pit to show us the way out. He alone can make a failure powerless to control our future. And it is a true prodigal experience, an encounter with death that can arouse a striving for life or a reckless journey down a distant road that can awaken an unquenchable yearning for home. God restores us, not to brand new, but so that we are scarred and stronger because of our failure and his redemption. 
this is just the heart of what second Passover is. We're just going to spend this hour digging in, and then we're going to pray at 8 o'clock. Mm. Whoa. What a start. Yeah. What a start. Ray Haynes is here talking about second Passover. It's Rise and Stein. It's Victory 91.5.